Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Can I still say Happy New Year, Andrew? I mean, I, th- I think so. It's day two. Why should we save it for once a year? Yeah. Why couldn't every day be a happy yeah, day? Why can't every day be like Happy New Year? That just doesn't work as well. It doesn't work as well. <laughs> But I know that, you know, there's still some glow. Probably right now, you know, there's going to be a, f- a few people who are football fans and they're elated because all the bowls, you know, yesterday okay. and some others are going to be pretty sad. And there's a few people that are still keeping their resolutions. That's right. So far. That's right. First, people are like, and this is the first day I've kept my revolution. 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 Well, some resolutions are just that powerful. Oh, that's exactly right. John 17. Let's jump in. Why don't you go and right. read it from the New King James Force? John 17, verse number one, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost, except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, 
that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared it to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. As you highlighted yesterday, I think after we finished reading, here at the end we get to this notion of unity, wanting oneness Mm -hmm. among the brethren, not just the apostles at that time. He shifts from praying, hey, I'm praying for these fellows right here, not for everyone, but then he moves to, now I'm praying not just for these fellows sitting around the table, but for all who will believe in me through their name. That means he prays for you and me. Yeah, I know. I love that. I love to point that out to people. Here we are in the Bible. Yes. Jesus prayed for us. We're the people who believe in him because of the word of these sent ones, yes. of these apostles. And because of that, what he's prayed for is oneness, mm-hmm. not the extreme divisiveness that we see throughout the world, not the denominationalism that we see where everybody breaks into their own group, writes their own book about what's supposed to be believed and taught, mm-hmm. but rather unity. Look, I get it. As we read the Bible from different backgrounds, we're seeing different things, but what we're not supposed to do with that is write our own book that says, here's how a church is going to be run and set up our own church and divide off into these clans. We need to get together with Bibles open. Let's just look. Let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk mm-hmm. about it. And let's let's have the same, even if there are some practices that we're not in agreement on because of our Bible study, but let's at least have the same approach that says we're about restoring what they had there yeah. in the New Testament. Yeah. What is authorized there so that we can be united in saying, I want to do things God's way because God's way works. Well, amen to that. (laughs) I think about in uh, Jeremiah chapter six and verse 16, the prophet's word to the people of God was seek the old paths. Yes. This is the way to life. This is the good way and where it is to be found. And so instead of being so innovative and trying to, I guess the word is contextualize, but contextualize Jesus in the gospel into forms and teachings that are palatable to a world, but foreign to the New Testament, it's gross error. That's not at all yeah. the Christ. We lose the Christ, and we are not united with the Christ. Where is there a platform for unity? Well, he prayed for a oneness for the people who would believe based on their word. I think there is a platform for this unity. It is the word that the apostles gave, which is our New Testament. We've got a couple of labels today. You might consider the label of conservative versus the label of progressive. Mm-hmm. The, the progressive says that the way things are right now aren't right, and so we've got to progress to something new. We have to come to some kind of enlightenment and figure out something new. The the mistaken concept, though, is that the conservative is saying where we are right now is good. That's not what the conservative is saying. The conservative is saying there was something that Jesus established that was worth conserving. Let's get back to that. Mm -hmm. We're we're not there. We're Mm -hmm. we're not going to say we've accomplished it. We're going to get in the word and we're going to figure out what it is and conserve what Jesus established through his apostles, which really gets to what I think is important about honoring God today. Our, yesterday we recognized that if a disciple is someone who honors God, mm-hmm. a disciple is someone who will worship, sure. who will pray. Yeah, and we talk will, particularly about prayer. Who will bow the knee before God and declare his authority, will declare his worthiness. Now I want to go to a second step. So moving away from having gotten up off our knees and now walking out into the world, the disciple who honors God, I find it in verse four of this prayer. I glorified you on earth, Jesus says. So I'm in John 17, four, I glorified you on earth. Well, how, how did you glorify God, Jesus? How did you honor him while you were on earth? 
having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. We Mm -hmm. honor God by doing the work God has assigned. We don't honor God by doing what I want. Mm -hmm. We don't honor God by doing what I like. We don't honor God by doing what pleases me, except insofar as I have become conformed to Jesus Christ and I want what God wants and and what pleases me is what pleases God. But it's about finding the work he has assigned and doing that. And that certainly starts with believing in him. I know in John 6, the Lord was even asked, and what is the work of God? The work of God is to believe him. Yes. To believe in him, the one whom he sent. I, I'm, I'm going to believe in him, and I'm going to believe him. Whatever it is that he says, that, yeah. that's what I'm going to believe. Yeah. I, you, know, you know, it's like we, again, that quote, and I think it's from the book Here on a Mission, Jesus didn't say, figure me out. He said, follow me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that. Saying. I, still, I was told about saying. this. I got to go read that so I can find wow, that statement in context. Really great I, saying. I love that statement. I, I hope that's exactly what it says in context. But uh, so here's Jesus in Mark chapter one and verse 35. I'm going to read two passages parallel. Mark one thirty-five. and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. They were back to the prayer, the worship. This is, yes. uh, and it, this wasn't just a one-time thing in John 17 for Jesus. This was a lifestyle. That's an example for us, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Mm -hmm. And if we look at Luke's parallel of that, it it gives us a little bit deeper look at it. Verse 40, this is Luke 4, 42. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So think about this. Jesus has now had some success. Mm-hmm. He's in a town where there are folks flocking to him, and they want to lift him up and right. honor him and praise him right here. Uh, you know what? I think most campaign managers would say, you know what? Let's capitalize on this. Let's hang out with these guys. Let's get them totally bought in and right. start sending right. them out. And Jesus says, that's not why I was sent. I was sent for a purpose. And so I'm now going to go to the next town and I'm going to preach the gospel there as well. And then I'm going to go to the next town and preach the gospel there as well. God had a work for Jesus. Jesus says that I'm going to do that work. I love that. Here he is recognizing his purpose. And for those who had an idea that, well, Jesus was a carpenter who started doing some preaching. No, he was a preacher that did some carpentry. Yes. Yes. His purpose was to take this gospel to the people and to be the Messiah. Well, I like that. Think about us as disciples. Uh, you know, different people have different ways they make money, different mm-hmm. different ways they put food on the table for their family. And what we intend to do is identify ourselves by the way we put food on the table. Sure. I'm a teacher. I'm a carpenter. I'm a lawyer. I'm a janitor. I'm a you know a car salesman, whatever it is. And so, I, I mean, I loved what you I said I got a there. friend who's a street sweeper. Well, there you go. He's a great guy. He is. Absolutely. I, I love the way you said it, that Jesus was not a carpenter who was also a teacher. He was a teacher who was a carpenter. I think we need to see our discipleship that way. Mm. I'm not a janitor who's also a disciple. I'm not a doctor who's also a disciple. I'm a disciple who is also a teacher. I'm a disciple who is also a carpenter. I'm a disciple who is also a car manufacturer, a widget maker, whatever it is. That that reminds me of a song that my friend Todd has to teach me every year again when I lead vacation Bible (laughs) school. Yes. Because I can't ever seem to remember the tune, but I remember the words, whatever I will be when I grow up, 
I'll be a Christian first when, when I, I grow, grow up. up. Yes, yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that song. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to be a disciple. And what that means is I do the work he has assigned. Mm-hmm. I think about what it says in Second Timothy. We're going to talk a little bit more, I'm sure, this week about the word and about keeping the word as part of this. But in Second Timothy chapter 3, I was just sharing this with a, a new brother recently. 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. I look for yeah. equipping from God's Word. I don't just look for it because I like it or I think, how could God not like this? Right. I look for equipping from God's Word, which will probably... Lead us into our next conversation, because the next thing we're going to learn is a disciple honors God by keeping his word. Well, we're doing better at these uh, cliffhangers and trying to get people to come back and listen again tomorrow. Hope that you have a wonderful day today. And of course, we love to hear from our listeners. You can send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or find us on Facebook and join the discussion of the Text Talk page over there. We're going to close out our time together with a word of prayer. Edwin, would you please lead us? Lord God, thank you so much for letting us be a part of your kingdom, for letting us have a role, for letting us be a part, for giving us jobs to do in order to spread the gospel and draw folks into your family and help us to know what our work is, what the work of the congregation is, what the work of the disciple is, and then help us to do it with all our might, serving you, not ourselves, seeking seeking your honor and glory and not our own. Lord God, we do love you so much. Thank you for loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.